0: What's going on, family? Happy Tuesday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. My name is GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a great Monday, and you're ready for another day. Like, that's what we do here. Believe it or not, the month of June is swiftly coming to an end. The first half of 2021 is nearly gone, and what a crazy half of wrestling it was. What a crazy year we've seen already And guess what? The second half of the year looks like it could be the most interesting half of the year, certainly in the world of wrestling. I want to start by saying, as always, thank you so much for your continued support of the faction on the socials at the faction show is where you'll find us. And of course, by way of podcast, wherever you're listening to us now, we really appreciate it. We've got some cool things that are on the horizon, so stay connected to us. You just never know when things are going to drop. Also, thank you for your support of our series called Faction Hot Takes. You can find that on our Facebook and on our Instagram pages. Thank you for your support of it. You guys have been responding and sharing, and we really, really appreciate it. If you haven't checked it out, we're about 23, 24 episodes in, so go ahead, you can check it out on IGTV, or of course, you can check it out on our Facebook page. All right, so I've got a special show planned for you guys today. I really began thinking, and we're going to get into a whole series about the pandemic era of wrestling because as that era seems to be coming to a close with AEW, WWE getting ready to travel and welcome fans back, I think it's time to kind of reflect on what has happened with the pandemic era. Was this an era that we even want to remember in the world of pro wrestling? Now, I'm going to be bringing the guys on In the coming week or so, to have a far more in depth discussion. But I kind of wanted to just share some leading thoughts out there about this whole pandemic era of wrestling. The cool thing about what we've done, of course, is we've been chronicling some things. As they have happened. So we've talked about when WWE was trying to make some tough decisions. When AEW had to make some tough decisions. When New Japan and Impact. We talked about all of those things as they happened. But what I want to do now is kind of take a look back. As we've got about 15 months of pandemic era wrestling behind us. And as again the month of July marks the return of AEW and WWE to the road. I think it's great to have this particular conversation. So I'm just going to share some thoughts. And again, we're going to have a far larger conversation with my good brothers in the coming week or so. First, I want to start here. I want to start with the fact that the pandemic era gave us an opportunity or really gave pro wrestling an opportunity to do something that I felt like the wrestling world needed. And that was a break. Right. It gave opportunity for wrestlers and for promotions to take a pause and to take a break. Now, it's interesting to see that the entire wrestling industry did not do this. There were some organizations like New Japan Pro Wrestling, like Ring of Honor, who decided, you know what, we're going to pause. Not just that, but many independent organizations, Southern Honor Wrestling and several others, had no choice but to pause. A lot of them were facing what their local states and cities were doing in terms of uh, precautions, For COVID and things of that nature Plus you had wrestlers who While some of them wanted to work None of them really felt like it was Totally safe to do And we can even go back to just how this Whole thing spawns right Like Wrestlemania weekend Has historically been a huge Weekend for independent pro wrestling And the entire wrestling industry It's not just one company that has Benefited off of Wrestlemania And yet when Wrestlemania Ultimately was moved from Raymond. In James Stadium to the Performance Center, it really meant that all of the ancillary events connected to WrestleMania were going to have to be postponed or canceled. So a lot of wrestlers lost a lot of opportunity and money. A lot of promotions lost opportunity and money. And so it created a whole new scenario for what these wrestlers were going to do. In terms of Southern Honor, we were gone for about five months. And there was one point where we were going to do an empty arena show we'd raise the money to do it, and then the restrictions that came from the state of Georgia would not allow us to be able to do that scenario. A lot of folks were in that space. Again, AEW, WWE never took any time off. And I will say, I think we have to understand that there were some differing circumstances connected to AEW and WWE. Both of them, of course, had major television contracts WWE, of course, had just signed this monster deal with Fox, a brand new deal with USA, and the question was, what kind of content do we present? AEW, a very similar situation where they definitely had a TV deal with TNT. Now, this is why this is so interesting to me. Because we saw other sporting organizations shut down. The NCAA had March Madness going on at the top of the pandemic. That was cut. The NBA playoffs were going on. That was cut. Baseball was getting ready to ramp up for its new season. That was cut. Pretty much all sporting and entertainment was cut. So it left a lot of television networks Desperate for programming They had blocked off all of this time For the NBA, for the NCAA For all of these other events that were scheduled to happen And WWE and AEW Chose to keep going New Japan did not And you could make the argument In terms of the product that came out of it Which one was a better move You know, part of the reason that Wrestlemania still happened Was the WWE said Fans need an escape Was WrestleMania the two-day version an escape? I don't know. I do feel like the fans even needed a break from wrestling. And here's part of the reason why. I don't believe that the product that we were getting in ring or storyline was a product that demanded continuing up through wrestlemania and the weeks beyond i really believe that wwe and aew could have taken a month off could have taken two months off now granted Again, what I don't know and what I'm not privy to is how much money that would have cost them. Let's be clear, AEW and WWE did very much lose money during the pandemic era aew was going strong on the road they were getting ready for their blood and guts event in new jersey that got postponed and ultimately was moved to Daly's place to happen just a couple of months ago which if we're thinking about it it was originally slated for march of 2020 On the WWE side, they lost a ton of money because they were doing house shows. They had Raw and SmackDown already planned for varying venues. And what I don't think most people understand is the amount of money that AEW and WWE lost by not doing these shows. So the question for them is, how much of a financial hit do we take? They've already lost, you know, live events, which obviously they're gaining a ton of money from people buying tickets in terms of ticket sales, merchandise that would be sold there as well. Huge money opportunities for AEW, WWE and their wrestlers all gone. And they've been gone for well over a year. So there's been a massive loss that they've had in terms of finance. Did you want to take and add to that by not having the television revenue? So I get it. From a business perspective, I understand why they kept going. From a content perspective, it was very difficult. And I think we can all say about the content that came out of the pandemic era, it was mixed. Attention, wrestling fans. Kick off your 4th of July weekend with Southern
1: Honor Wrestling. Join us for SHW 29, Friday, July 2nd, at the Action Building in Canton, Georgia. In a matchup that's been building for months, Corey Hollis and Gunnar Miller will finally collide one-on-one. Danny Jordan defends her crown as the queen of SHW when she finally faces off against Rekka Tahaka. And Joe Black is back, and he's coming after David Ali in the SHW Championship. Also in action, Technical Excellence, All-Star Special, and Ben Buchanan, Plus plus 0-9. Teams with AC Mack to face Ashton Starr and Zicky Dice. You won't want to miss this last stop before the Rumblejack. Tickets on sale at the door starting at 5 p.m. Doors open at 7. Bell time at 8. SHW. This is Our Wrestling.
0: I'm sure we'll get a far more detailed and well, maybe even skewed view from my brothers Brandon and Courtney about the pandemic era of wrestling. I do think that there were some good moments that we saw. We saw the emergence of Bianca Belair, As a huge star, we saw the return of Sasha Banks. We saw, you know, really folks step up in certain ways that others did not. We saw the debut of the Hurt Business in WWE. We got only the third African-American man to hold the WWE championship in Bobby Lashley. We saw Big E step forward as a singles competitor and become an intercontinental champion. We saw a number of things during the pandemic era. That were actually good for the business. We saw several debuts in AEW the debut of Matt Hardy, the debut of Brody Lee. We saw Sting. We saw Mark Henry. We saw a number of folks show up to AEW, the big show, Paul White, right? AEW continued to grow with dark elevation and now the announcement of a new show, Rampage. AEW's content really increased in terms of volume. And I think between AEW and WWE, AEW likely had the better product in-ring and from a production perspective they quickly figured out how not to show a lack of an audience then they also quickly figured out how to use the rest of their staff in terms of wrestlers as audience members so you really didn't have a whole lot of points where you just heard that empty arena sound that certainly was a trademark and hallmark of wwe We also saw great creativity, and here's what I mean by great creativity. WWE was willing to try some things that they did not try pre-pandemic so we had more cinematic matches and they were really good actually i think this is the place where wwe actually thrived in the cinematic match department prior to the pandemic it was really very hit or miss but think about the way they came through with the boneyard match for wrestlemania which was voted match of the year aj styles and the undertaker the match that perhaps needs more conversation and didn't get more conversation was the Firefly Funhouse match between Bray Wyatt and John Cena. And did Bray Wyatt really thrive in the pandemic era? I think so. We we saw Alexa Bliss really come out of her shell and become a whole new person with this. We saw a lot in the pandemic, good, bad, and indifferent, right? So with all of that said, it's hard for me to say who really benefited more And who made the most out of this pandemic era of wrestling What I can say for sure is this I don't know if either company from a content perspective Is ready for fans to return Now let me explain what I mean I think both both recognized with WrestleMania and with Double or Nothing how important the return of fans are to the product. There is a synergy between fans and and performers, and it was difficult for the performers because the performers have all lived for that immediate response from the crowd that they were no longer able to get because of the pandemic era. What did this lead to? Did it create bad habits with wrestlers? Did it create a different level of endurance? You know, For instance, when you are in front of a live crowd, there is no take two. Uh, Some of these scenarios where AEW and WWE presented wrestling to us were live, And many of them were taped Many of them were pre-recorded Many of them were very well produced in some cases So what happens now to the wrestlers Who might have been used to taking a break during the commercial That can no longer do that We'll find out in a couple of weeks Now these are just a few of my opening thoughts About the pandemic era of wrestling There's a lot more that I want to unpack That we'll do over the coming days But I want to ask you initially what your thoughts have been on the pandemic era of wrestling Keep in mind all of the challenges that these wrestlers and the writers went through during the pandemic era Whether or not it was people Actually, catching COVID, the acknowledgement of COVID from one organization, and the complete refusal to acknowledge the term COVID on the air from another wrestling organization. Should AEW and WWE have taken time off, much like New Japan Pro Wrestling? Did they send the wrong message to the rest of the world by continuing to work while everyone else was working from home? I want to get your thoughts on all of that. And so you can hit us up on the socials at the faction show and let us know what you think of the pandemic era of wrestling did aew and wwe make the right move i'm to get your thoughts on that let's talk about that on the socials of course tomorrow we'll have our recap of monday night raw nxt and whatever other news may be going on in the world and i'll throw this bone out there could cardi b no longer be hosting SummerSlam. hmm we'll get into that perhaps tomorrow and the like all right i'm gonna get out of here i hope you've enjoyed our opening salvo of some thoughts about the pandemic era of wrestling there are more thoughts to unpack and i want to hear what you have to say about the pandemic era of wrestling so hit us up on the socials at the faction show. We love you guys. We appreciate you greatly. And we're gonna come back and do this again some more. So, with that said, representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the Fourth Horseman, John Murray, my name is GB Gerard Bonner, and this is the faction. Have a great day.